Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about uh, why you should really um, not marry a man who won't go down on you with certain restrictions, of course. Uh, obviously, every situation is different. Most situations are not very different than this, <laughs> but um, by which I mean that uh, my advice will not usually vary from that, not that most guys won't go down on you, because as I will discuss, most guys will go down on you, um, but there are certainly uh, variations on a theme and women who think differently, etc. So I will cover that as much as possible within my uh, basically 15 to 20 minutes uh, of talking. Before that, please do subscribe. Most recently, I discussed when men do not like what their wives wear and um, all the reasons. I mean, it's, it's a cigar is never just a cigar, as Freud said, right? Um, or rarely. And so usually this indicates uh, larger issues at play in the marriage, the sex life, etc. All right, so I did a video on don't marry a man who won't go down on you. And after everybody got done yelling at me who didn't look at the second video, which was don't let don't marry a woman who won't go down on you, because I mean, it's I think the same thing. But like, you know, everybody comes out of the woodwork. They don't even look at the other videos. And they're like, you just, you know, have such a double standard, you know, the feminist, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so no, neither person should marry somebody who won't go down on you. But and if you want, I'll discuss that in this one, too, just for the hell of it. Although it's different, everything isn't the same for both genders. So, you know, if you get your, um, your uh, if you have extra time, you can always read my post, why I don't only give gender neutral advice, which applies to this as well as any other situation where people are getting all hysterical about that. I don't say exactly the same thing for men and women. So, um. So why should you not marry a man who won't go down on you? First of all, I'm going to assume you're a woman who likes a guy going down on you. Well, you may, maybe it's not your favorite thing. I talked about this in the Men Going Down on Women podcast. But within the honeymoon stage, you would like somebody who would go down on you at least sometimes. Fine. Don't marry a man who won't do this. <laughs> it is, if you want it, why in the hell would you marry a man who won't do it? I mean, I know why, and I have empathy for that situation, which is low self-esteem and a tendency to put your head in the sand about problems and about red flags. You saw probably a very selfish man growing up. You don't have great hopes and expectations about men in general. So you're one of the women who is trained by usually a mother that if a man doesn't beat you and doesn't drink, then he's a good man and be happy with what you get because men usually suck. So many women who have had very bad experiences with men train the da their daughters this way because they love them and they honestly want to protect them and they, want the, they know that the girl's going to want a family and unfortunately that has to be with a man and men have these limitations from the mother's perspective and she wants the girl to at least not get into a situation where she is getting abused. So after that, really anything is fair play because men are dogs. And that's what the woman thinks, and that's how she trains her daughter. Many, many, many women are in this situation. So, and also there are men, of course, that are in the situation where a man thinks that women are terrible and demeans the boy's mother, and he grows up thinking that women suck. So, I mean, you know, for, for what's good for the goose, etc. both of these people are in terrible situations that mean that they are going to have difficulty with relationships later on. So, in this specific case, what the woman thinks is she doesn't really seem to understand that most men would love to go down on a woman like three times a day, you know, like the minimum. <laughs> and it would, and this is like what the majority of men, of course, 
according to research, I did a video that, um, so I remember the statistic, I don't remember the statistic, but it was like over like 95% of men or something like going down on women. So if you keep finding the ones who don't, that's got to say more about you. You're the common denominator there. You are drawn to more selfish and rigid men and or low libido men, because those are the three kind of men that don't like to do it. Selfish, rigid, and low libido. So low libido or very high, well, low libido goes with like squeamishness. So also don't marry a man that needs you to shower before sex. If he wants to shower because he's, you know, anxious that you won't find him as appealing, fine, let him shower. It's an anxiety issue more than anything. Or maybe you even like when he showers. All right, fine. Um, but if he needs you to shower because like he doesn't like your natural smell. I mean, first of all, there's research indicating that he's supposed to like your natural smell on a pheromone level, and that indicates you're compatible. Also, it goes along with squeamishness and being grossed out. You don't need a man who's grossed out by your body. I mean, that is just a situation that sets you up to feel bad, like all the time. Women who are in low libido mar uh, marriages with low libido men, and I talk about this in an earlier podcast, very early in season one, one of my first few podcasts about when women have a higher sex drive than their husband, they feel honestly even worse than the men do in that situation because their situation is unusual. It's less usual. So it's about the third of the couples that I see the woman has a higher libido. But I don't think that that's, uh, I think that's higher probably than it is in the normal population because it, you know, I'm a therapist. I see people with problems, right? So uh, usually, it's not in every situation, obviously, as you could tell from it being a third of the couples I see and there being books about it, like The Sex-Starved Wife by Michelle Weiner Davis, which I recommend. But anyway, there are these situations, of course, where women want more sex than the husband. Don't get into them. If a man doesn't like to go down on you, it's basically like he's wearing a t-shirt saying, I will have a low libido and be difficult and or self-centered and or rigid after marriage. And probably I already am. It would be a, a lot of words on the t-shirt. And you're ignoring it because of your own issues that you didn't go to therapy for. So if a man doesn't like to go down and you basically give him one more try, I don't know, maybe he had a sinus infection, maybe the guy can't breathe out of his nose, I, I don't really know. But a man should want to eat you up. He should love you so much that he just wants to devour you. He should be so attracted to you. So I talk about this in my podcast, like a man needs to think his wife is really hot for things to work. So there are, there must be in the world, I guess, some men that think their wife is really hot that won't go down on them because they just have a uh, low libido. But if they have a low libido, do they really think the wife is really hot? It's like a philosophical question, like the t tree dropping in the forest, right? You know, if no one's there to hear it. So do, do you like hot indicates like this sexual piece to it. A man could think his wife is pretty or beautiful and not want to go down on her, but he's not going to think she's hot and not want to go down on her. I don't even know if he has the capability to think any woman is hot in that way. If he is like grossed out by bodily functions, he's not probably a guy that like goes around, you know, having like a strong primal sex drive. And if you are a woman with a healthy libido, 
holy shit, like this is this is baseline. To get a low libido man, it's like you gotta go through like a hundred men to find a low libido man, you know, especially like in the honeymoon stage. So it's it's also, you know, it's almost hard to find these men. So then if you are finding them, make sure that you get rid of them because you don't need to be in this situation. It's not like you're looking for like a man who's like, I don't know what, you know, like makes a million dollars a year and he's over six feet tall and he has a thriving, uh, you know, business and he has a Porsche. That's not what you're looking for. You're literally looking for a man that wants to eat pussy. I mean, like, you know, it's hard to find one that doesn't. So it's very, very difficult to see why besides extreme low self-esteem and this negative view about men, a woman would put up with this. He, he can't love you enough to compensate for not loving sex and your body if you are a woman with an average to high libido. Now, now there's always corollaries. If you are a woman with a low libido and you really know yourself, it's like your second marriage. A lot of my people are fellow second marriage people or really are dating before a second marriage. I get a lot of those. Um, you know, that follow me because I'm wonderful and also because I was divorced and remarried happily. So, the you know, I get people who, um, it was interesting, you know, since y'all seem to like when I go on my tangents, I've heard that. I don't know why, but that's good because I will do that anyway, irrespective of if you like it. But it, uh, I had thought that people would actually, that it might, my business might take a hit from divorcing and it's been the opposite. It's like really shows how the people are pretty smart. <laughs> from my perspective, it gives me a lot of faith in humanity because a lot of people specifically want somebody who's been through an experience where a marriage didn't work out because that person they feel can understand them better than a couple's therapist whose marriage did work out. And it's interesting to think about it because it's really true based on what I've seen myself. Because there are people that just like, by luck, they meet the right person. It's kind of like with your kids, right? You know yourself if you have multiple kids. There's one of those kids that you have that's so good and easy, just so easy to deal with, that if that had been your only child, you would think you were a fucking awesome parent. Oh my God, that you should teach parenting classes. But then you have the other couple of kids, <laughs> you know, and then you're like, oh, I guess I'm just an average parent. You know, we all have our problems because, you know, this kid doesn't behave, this kid doesn't listen, this kid uh, doesn't do homework, whatever the case may be, right? Or they're upset all the time or they're, you know, have, have this problem or that problem, especially as they get into teenage years, kids have all these kind of issues. And at that point, you know, most people get kind of humble about their parenting unless they lucked out with this perfect, calm, even temperament child. And then they overstate the case that, oh, it must be due to my parenting. You know, really, you lucked out, you know, to have a child that's so easy. That's usually a temperamental factor. Parenting can help, but a, a calm temperament is, is a calm temperament. And an obedient sort of child is an obedient sort of child. So anyway, the case is, is very similar for if you've been a couples therapist, you could have lucked out in one marriage. You never know, you know, so you could have lucked out in one marriage. We don't know if that person has had any marital problems. So it's interesting because I myself, if I were going to like see a therapist, uh, a couples therapist, I, when I think about it, would want somebody who had, who I knew had experienced a marital problem. So it's very interesting to think about it that way. And that had absolutely nothing to do with this, but uh, back to the topic at hand, this is a free podcast, uh, this episode. So I feel like I should talk about what I want, you know? 
know. <laughs> but the the point being you cannot understand what it would be like to be somebody um, in a different situation if you've never been in that situation. That was basically, I think, my point. Maybe it wasn't, uh, but it, it, it sounds good now. So if you've only been with difficult, self-centered men who have some kind of problem with you and your body and your sexuality and your vagina and whatever else, you can't picture what it would be like to be with Joe Average who loves vaginas because he's like just a normal dude that just loves a vagina and so you need to get out of the situations where a man has any problems with your body and you need to go into the situation where a man does not I think also I was talking about there are women with very low libido oh yeah here that's well that was a really good one that I came up with on the spot to get back to uh to to make it seem like that example had a point but now I remember the actual point which was People know themselves after their first marriage. They know themselves a hell of a lot better than they ever did. And I was talking about that's why people follow me after their divorce. But, um, but so there's a lot of women who are like, listen, I'm really just not that sexual. I'm really not. I listen to Dr. Psych Mom. She talks about a man wants to devour you. And I'm like, holy shit, I don't want that. Get that away from me. I want a nice companion. I want somebody to travel with. I want somebody to go to restaurants with. My first marriage ended because my husband was always begging me for sex. I don't ever want that much fucking sex. So if that is you, then go. You are the one who's looking for the needle in the haystack of the man who doesn't want to go down on you. You are the one who is looking for the man who doesn't care if you orgasm or not and doesn't really care if he orgasms or not. And you should probably, if this is you and you're like, my God, this is me, and some women are, then you should date older. Because let's say you get out of your marriage, your mid-30s, your mid-40s, go 10, 15, 20 years older. There's a natural decrement in testosterone. And those guys have a lot more time too. So they don't want to have as much sex and they want to go travel and see the world and go to dinner. So a lot of women with low sex drives really do go for these older men on purpose because they don't have the sex drive of a younger man that couldn't possibly have sex twice a day. They don't even remember back when they could do that. And yet any guy, that is uh, a divorced man in his mid-30s, mid-40s, well, when they're back out on the market, they want to have sex like 10 times a day if they can. So, um, and, and by the way, any guy who wants to have sex 10 times a day, he probably wants to go down on you 20 times a day too. So the point is here, it's hard to find a man that won't go down on you. If you've managed to find one of them, throw him right back into the dating pool because he can swim around and find a low libido woman. If you are not a low libido woman, do not get rid of your ability to feel desired by a man. And this correlates very much with feeling desired by a man. You have to know that they want you, they want your body, they want to have sex with you right after you go to the gym. They want to have sex with you in the morning. They want to have sex with you in the evening. They don't need any, any showering. They don't need any anything. They just want to eat you up. If that sounds appealing to you, there are many men who just want to eat you up in every way that you can imagine. Now, since uh, the men are listening for about the women who won't go down on them, don't marry a woman who won't go down on you. Oh my God, would you be able to save money long-term on couples counseling? Holy shit, if you just weeded out not marrying the woman who won't give you head. Of course you shouldn't do this. Now, the difference is that women's sex drive, you could say it with me, drops precipitously during monogamy in a way after the honeymoon stage, after that one and a half to three years, and particularly after kids with age, perimenopause, et cetera, et cetera. Women have higher rates of depression and anxiety. They go on birth control. They do all sorts of shit. Their bodies do not, has, aren't the same after childbirth. All sorts of shit happen to women. 
men can't predict it. They can if they listen to me about, and I have a podcast on 10 signs that your spouse will stop liking sex after marriage and kids. So you can do it more. You can predict it more than you think and get a woman with a physical touch love language. But there are more women that go down on the guy before marriage and don't like it later on in marriage than men in that situation. Men's sex drive does not drop the same way. So if he doesn't like going down on you before marriage, he is he he's never going to like going down on you. And if she doesn't like going down on you before marriage, she's never going to like going down on you. But then there's these other two options, the woman who does and the man who does. And out of those, The man who does like going down on you before marriage will always like going down on you after marriage. Unless, I mean, he ages, he gets like a low testosterone, he's depressed, something like that. But, you know, in general, the sex drive doesn't go down the same way. But for the woman, it does. So there are more men that are in a situation where they remember getting blowjobs and now they don't get them anymore than women in that situation. Now. Let's just be real here before we blame women too much. There are always signs, and I'm not blaming the man because he's a young guy. What the fuck does he know? He hasn't listened to my podcast yet. It really only came out in January, although he could have been reading my stuff since 2014, but probably wasn't. Um, So the point is here, the man can have signs. So here's the sign. She doesn't ever initiate really going down on you. If she does, she's proud of herself as though she just, you know, ate a cricket or something like, you know, on a survivor show. She does it for like things like your birthday, but not usually. She doesn't swallow. This is very big. If she doesn't swallow before marriage, the whole penis is going to be disgusting to her after marriage. She needs you to shower like three times a day or honestly, even just right before sex every single time and brush your teeth and floss and put on cologne and like you know I don't even know what put on a hazmat suit she's squeamish I mean this is like stuff I've talked about in greater detail in the literal podcast and posts on 10 signs your wife will stop liking marriage after kids but if she goes down on you but it's cursory if she doesn't love it she gotta love it during the honeymoon stage for her to even do it after the honeymoon stage so if she's just doing it for you and to be a pal during the honeymoon stage she's not going to do it after the honeymoon stage so then why cut yourself off from it a man wants a woman who wants to eat him up also you know in all the ways and while her sex drive will go down after marriage it doesn't have to die after marriage if you think about it that you're trying to get a high sex drive woman and of course since today I'm talking about all sorts of extra things many men then have to get out of their own head about having a woman who was basically somewhat close to a virgin before she met him or never liked sex until him because then she ain't ever gonna like sex after the honeymoon stage with him because she's not a person who likes sex she doesn't have a sexual identity she's not one of the many girls who were reading Cosmo articles on how to give a better blowjob she's one of the girls that was reading some other magazine you know that was not about that (laughs) and so you got and and of course why do guys then stay with a woman who who has a low sex drive even in in the honeymoon stage because they don't think they could get somebody else and I talk about this a lot in the gentleman eunuch podcast so between the tendency to put a woman on a pedestal they're in the honeymoon stage they are um They don't understand that their romantic feelings will drop as the woman's sex drive drops after a honeymoon stage. The man's tendency to romantically idealize the woman drops. And at that point, all you got is, uh, you know, 
a nice woman who you're raising kids with that won't have sex with you. This is not too romantic. So if at first you're like, oh my God, she's so lovely. She's such a paragon of beauty and virtue. It's okay that she looks at my penis with disgust and she manages to put it in her mouth for 1.5 seconds. It will get better after marriage. And of course, look at how beautiful and radiant she looks. Yeah, okay, it's not going to be like that after marriage, right? Then it's just going to be like, you're going to be banging your head into the wall, thinking, why did I not see it as a sign when uh, she would say to me things like, oh, we can't have sex two days in a row. We can't have sex two weeks in a row. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, let's go on many, many vacations to my family where we know that we can't have sex because we're going to be uh, in different rooms or sleeping on the floor. Oh, yeah, it's my period. I know it was my period last week. I have a really long period, and I'm certainly not talking about women that uh, unfortunately have very long periods. I'm talking about the ones where you can't do it the week before, and then you can hardly do it the week after. They somehow miss telling you and it ends. <laughs> you know, so they can get some extra days on both sides. So if you've been ignoring these signs in a woman that you're dating, don't ignore them. Nobody deserves to be, if they are a high libido person who values sex, you don't deserve to be with somebody who doesn't want to do pretty core aspects of what you want to do. Really. You know, it's the truth. (laughs) And so people don't like the truth sometimes, but... The truth is that you can usually, almost 95% of the time, tell what the sex life is going to be like after marriage from what it's like before marriage. The woman could have been having more sex with you. I'm sure she was. But she wasn't as into it as like you would have liked even then in the great majority of cases that I see. And, of course, libido drops. Obviously, it drops. But people don't really change their love language super much. So a woman that was, like, more cuddly, more lovey, more kissy and touchy, that brought up fantasies, that uh, initiated sex, does not usually drop to nothing. Unless, of course, you did something terrible to her. Or she's suffering from terrible depression. Or she's literally fucking nursing a baby. Or she went through menopause, in which case even very highly sexual women can go down to nothing. Um, just as a man who's very high to, uh, libido can go down to nothing if his testosterone goes away. So anyway, we covered a lot here today and (laughs) a lot of which I assume was irrelevant to the main topic, but relevant to your larger life, which is what I tried to do. I tried to look at this as a holistic sort of exercise. And uh, please do subscribe. Join my Facebook group if you like talking about these topics because, quite honestly, the people in my group are very interesting and like talking about these topics. And we do not only talk about sex, if that's why you're not joining. We talk about all relationship, family, parenting, etc. issues. All right, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.